Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 19th. Sean, how are we doing? Brendan! <laughs> uh, this, that is the fabulous voice of PGATour.com. PGA Tour senior editor. Is Where are you at these days? Senior editor? Yeah, that's that sounds right. Uh, you know, senior editor at PGATour.com, Sean Martin, who is joining us as a guest co-host here with Andy uh, first day of paternity leave. We've got a gracious uh, benefits program here at the Shotgun Start. He is out on paternity leave. Uh, I think maybe have a, maybe has a child by now. Who knows? May maybe a dad. We'll we'll check in with him later today. Don't want to bother him at the hospital. I you know I don't think he submitted a one and done pick, and I was contemplating texting him. And you know I, I don't know if uh, Mrs. Friday would appreciate that if he's scouring for one and done picks for Northern Trust. Do we have a name for young Mr. Johnson? Are we going Dustin or what, what are we going with? I don't know if it's a boy or girl, actually. I'm not sure. I don't think we have names and I don't think we have uh, uh, sex. I don't think I don't I, I didn't know the gender. So um, but but I, we will check in with him later today. Sean, thank you for joining us, by the way. Thank you for filling in. Um, let's get to hey, real quick. Summer is winding down. Book reading season is, you know, the time is Short, can you give us a random, real quick, one good golf book recommendation off the top of your head? I want that for well, listeners. We already did, was it three podcasts on Nick Faldo's autobiography? So I feel like I've already sufficiently plugged that one. It was an enjoyable read, and actually I do feel like I learned a lot. Um, I will, however, go with a book that actually came out this year, uh, mostly because I respect the hustle, I respect people who write books, all the effort that goes into it. So I want someone who will benefit uh, oh. from the royalties, whereas okay. most of the authors on my okay. bookshelf are unfortunately passed. So I'm going to go with Golf's Holy War by Brett Seargalas. Okay. Uh, it's sort of a, the kind of scientific side of golf versus the, you know, maybe touchy feely side. So you've got a lot of stuff on golfing machine, which will be big with this audience. Uh, and then you have a lot of stuff on <laughs> kind of that side of the game versus the, you know, golf in the kingdom Andy. type side. And yeah. Ground and, game and, and so it's with good, an angle stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. Uh, the guy, he goes to Bandon to discuss, you know, kind of that community with nature side of it. But it's a really interesting book. It gets into like the history of Trackman and like the Danish engineers that founded it, but also kind of gets into um, the, you know, Shiva's Iron Society and sure. the, you know, kind of Thai web type side of stuff. So it's just a really good a read that on both sides of it. And I, I mean, me personally, I love the technical stuff and he gets into Bobby Clampett, uh -huh, uh -huh. Very, very well known to the readers of this yeah, podcast, former um, flashlight subject, I believe. So, <laughs> so buy okay. Brett's book, help him oh, out. Oh, uh, all right. Good, good. Yeah. I have it on the shelf. I've not yet. I've started into it. Not, not finished it, but, uh, all right. I figured that would be just a, a little service for the readers. You, you are a voracious reader and I know you're, you're 
consuming multiple golf books usually at a time. So I thought that would be a good service. Uh, go he ahead. said he spent seven years on it. So oh. just not to guilt you into it, but I mean, it was a, it's an exhaustive <laughs> effort. There you go. Okay. Uh, so it is uh, playoffs, baby. FedEx Cup playoffs. Finally here. We've arrived at the Courier Cup. Uh, week one, leg one. It's a little later than anticipated due to the ongoing pandemic. Uh, but we are back in Boston. You know, I was listening to Bryson DeChambeau do his press conference earlier and just to doing all these workout tips. I could just hear like Tommy from Quincy nearby, like, oh, that ain't shit. Like the, the workout, like, you know, these the, the, the mass holes are probably unimpressed with the thick boy coming into town. Uh, but what's your anticipation level for the playoffs? We've had only one major. It's very quirky, obviously. This year is just ending, a season just ending abruptly. It's, it's an odd year. What's your anticipation level for the playoffs? I do, uh, I do think the one cool thing, I think, for golf is uh, we've obviously had a major. Uh, Colin Morikawa won. Who can forget? Yeah. Uh, great big moment in my life. Um, <laughs> but we, this will be the first sport to kind of crown a season-long champion since the pandemic. So I think, we, you know, I think huh. that's worth something thing okay i think being the the 2020 champion okay. of any whatever sport you're in uh it'll always be a unique title you're gonna be the guy that you know dealt with the pandemic interrupted year yeah. dealt with a, a very interesting set of circumstances so i do think there is that that hmm. i think adds some interest to it okay. if i may yeah i might need to see some more witness testimony and exhibits to be persuaded on the argument but i i appreciate the argument nonetheless and i think we need a little playoff positivity on this podcast every now and then um yeah I agree. Uh, so, oh, real quick, you are also a, a voracious consumer of amateur content or amateur golf, oh, yeah. or you were. Which what is, actually, go ahead. Which actually makes me very excited for the BMW Championship, only because not only, but because going to Olympia Fields, yeah. uh, annual host of one of the best college events of the year. Uh, Matt Wolf won it only two years ago, so I'm excited. Whenever we go to a course that also has a long-standing college golf history, which is not very often, do you have any reaction to the amateur this past week? Did you get to watch much of it, or were you locked into the Wyndham Rewards and you know there was a million different things, senior players, stuff like that? Did you watch? Do you have any reaction to the amateur? Uh, I did not watch it. I'm fully caught up on the content. I read Brentley article or Brentley Romine's fine gamer from there. I watched the highlights uh, Monday morning. Um, it definitely, it, it seemed intense. Uh, it seemed like a great show. It was even from the highlights that I watched. And, um, you know, it wasn't the four, you know, most heralded names yeah. at the time. Yeah. Uh, but it kind of reminds me, if I may, of the 2009 USAM, your semifinals <laughs> were like I may. <laughs> Ben Martin, uh-huh. Young Yunnan, uh, Bavik Patel, and, and I forget the fourth, actually, unfortunately. But at the time, Ben Martin was not the best player at Clemson. Byung Yunnan was not even in college yet. Yeah. Um, they weren't guys who were very, you know, highly regarded, if you will. And it kind of reminded me of the reaction to this year's semifinals. But now those guys, one of them won on tour. The other one's a longstanding, you know, tour player. So is Patel still grinding on the KFT? He was for a while. I mean, he was kind of. He was. Yeah, I'll have to check he was, in on He's it. actually. He's one of the Fresno guys, like uh, Watney, DeChambeau, mm-hmm. Chapel. He was killing it in California amateur golf. I thought he was going to make it to the tour. Did you write about Strafasi's dad or grandpa in your past life covering amateur golf? Well, I have a Tyler Strafasi story, Strafasi. actually, if you will ind- indulge me. It might be Strafasi. I'm not sure. Um, but two years ago at the Valspar, uh, when Tiger played, yeah. as we all remember, uh, I was following him in his first round, and, and nine at Innisbrook 
you have to walk across the putting green to get to 10. And Tyler was in the event for winning a uh, Valspar Collegiate. Collegiate. Okay. Yeah. 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 So he's in there putting, doing his drills, whatever. And I'm like, man, I'm going to go talk to this kid, get some color about how cool is the tiger. Like, walked by yeah. <laughs> you know he's 19 years old his first college event um other writers may have mocked me for the decision but it, <laughs> i thought it'd be worth it but anyways he was like locked in and he was like yeah i mean it was fine i was just you know doing my drills i i was hoping for you know it didn't give you anything or, no i was i was hoping he would like faint you know he's so yeah. overwhelmed by the moment but yeah. just i mean i guess it was cool as a cucumber which probably helped him uh on sunday he only does grandpa content uh, that, that's the storyline. He's only that they're only interested in indulging. Uh, all right, let's get that back to the playoffs. Can you name every venue of the Northern Trust that's held the Northern Trust, formerly the Barclays? This is the Deutsche Bank just does, ceases to exist, right? That doesn't. I know yeah. this is at the Deutsche Bank venue, but this is the Northern Trust, and its history is in. Liberty National and places like that. Can you name every venue where that's you, been held? You, you gave me you gave me one. You know, I figured that uh, one you'd get. I was there last year for Patrick's win. Okay, uh, Liberty National, Ridgewood, uh, Westchester, um, Glen Oaks. Yeah, which I played an enjoy, enjoyable round there uh, the day after the 2019 PGA with Kyle Porter. Yeah, thank you to Glen Oaks for hosting us. Um, you got two more. Place. Two, two more. Wow. Um, Hmm. Where was uh, the 2019 PGA? Oh, Bethpage, yeah. Yeah, and then one more in Jersey. <sighs> you got Ridgewood, you got Liberty National. I, I can think of the name. Uh, it was the shortened one, right? I think it was uh, DJ wanted. It was 54. It was yeah, just it was a, a rain hurricane. Storm. Plainfield. 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 I knew it started so, with a P. Those are your venue choices. Uh, obviously, I think Heath Slocum should get like a lifetime exemption to this. This is, I think, that's my most memorable Northern Trust moment. Formerly Barclays was Heath Slocum staring down Tiger at all and winning at Liberty National. That's like, I mean, go ahead. It w- it wasn't just Tiger. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was Tiger in two thousand nine, which was a, a very strong year for him. Uh, Stricker, who maybe was coming off back to back players or comeback players of the year, I believe. <laughs> Um, I think he would had won the pre- previous years at the time. Barclays now Northern Trust. Uh, Ernie Els Ernie. always relevant, and then Padraig Harrington had won three majors in the last two years, <laughs> yeah. two thousand eight, two thousand seven. So we're talking about a stacked uh, group of runners up. Um, so yeah, it was it was definitely something. This is also the site of Hunter Mahan's like last hurrah, really, kind of. You know, got yeah. him on that late late entry into that Ryder Cup team, and uh, where was that Celtic Manor? No, 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 no. Uh, no, or Jamie was Donaldson. Was yeah, Glen Eagles, Glen Eagles, Glen Eagles. When he that was 2010. Play. You're thinking yep. 2010, yeah. Yep. So it's uh, it's got a storied history, you know, since it became a playoff event. What do you make of them going to TPC Boston? You ever cover that event? You ever been up at Boston? I actually have never never been to TPC Boston. Okay. Um, I do like the back and forth. I think if you're going to streamline it and get rid of the permanent Boston site, it's good to go back and forth to New York and Boston. Um, kind of... Vasily, I do like TBC Boston. I haven't played it. I haven't been there, as I said. Um, so I'm not going to get on the super like in-depth architectural takes, but just yeah. the look of it, kind of the the long heather, like the rock outcroppings, like it's just mm. kind of a cool. It's always had a cool vibe. I feel like. Okay, there you go. Cool vibe. I don't mind that. I, Bryson I love- seemed quite excited about it this morning too. Just gonna rip it. 
So I love some good rock outcroppings on a golf course. Someone send us like DLF. Hero Indian <laughs> Open. The DLF is the rock outcropping capital of the world, I think. Uh, someone sent us, a, they were like Boston, like, you know, we fear nothing and nothing bothers us. It's like, welcome to Boston. And, and someone responded, like, except for the Centerline Bunkers, which, of course, this is what, you know, architecturally what this venue has become most notorious for in the last five years hosting this event, the Centerline Bunker Gate. Uh, okay. What are some of, I asked you to prep some, because you are the king of minutiae. You can tell us yes. off the top of your head that Brian Gay was the last double-digit winner on tour, things like that that are just pop bouncing around in that head of yours. What are some of your favorite FedEx Cup minutiae from over the years or forgotten well, moments? One of these, odds I actually and ends. remember one of these uh, I found in my research, my prep for today. Okay, okay. The one I remember is 2014 BMW. Uh, remember, this is Billy Horschel's historic like run to the FedEx Cup. He, dumps it in the hazard on 18 at TPC Boston, I think finishes second. Um, and he 18, he hits it on the green. He's got a two shot lead. So he hits it on the green. He's safe. He's got a three putt for the win. And he goes sprinting uh, into the stands. No one knows what's going on. You know, his ball's safely on the green. What's happening. Uh, it turns out he's going to use a porta potty. Uh, and actually the golf channel headline on the story about him is uh whiz kid, which I found, <laughs> Very good. Is that risque? Uh, Is that too risque at this point? I mean, risque. Seems like a little Uh, risque for golf content, but all right. It's definitely pretty punny. But yeah, I guess he said he'd been holding it for several holes. um, And finally, now that the title was safe, he was just going to let it all out and then uh, finish it off. So there you go. FedEx Cup Minutia running to take a a piss. Anything else you got that particularly Uh, amused you? Or is that your number one? That one might be this 2008 Barclays, uh, which I found in my research was so VJ and Sergio, uh, two guys not known as the best putters in golf history. Uh, Sergio makes a 27 footer for birdie on the first hole of the playoff uh-huh. then blows a kiss to Nick Faldo, which is a very uh, interesting gesture. And then when we find out later from that year's Ryder cup, Oh wait, uh, yes. Ryder yeah, not, cup. Not a lot of love, love lost. And then anyways, so VJ then rolls in a 26-footer on top of him, and then VJ uh, ends up winning uh, in a playoff. But I don't remember that moment, but it sounds like, I mean, nowadays, if Twitter, I mean, Twitter might have existed in 2008. Um, if it had, if it was more widespread, I feel like the Twitter sphere, there would be gifs, memes. Blowing a kiss. Go, yeah. Faldo might have more enemies than most people in golf right now at this point. He really seems to... The thing with Phil seems to be kind of passive aggressive and maybe more serious than just kind of hijinks in the booth. And Sergio, I, it, the Sergio thing seems pretty long-standing, white hot, and kind of not coming irre- irrevocable. So I, I wasn't listening close enough, uh, but the whole like Phil vibe at the PGA that like always coming for Faldo's job and yeah, Faldo's gonna be nervous with him coming to the booth was. Uh, I, I missed that. But yeah, that was generally the takeaway of golf Twitter was um, that Phil was coming for, for Faldo. While we're on the subject of broadcasting, it looks like we're going to have Master Saturday. Now we have an SEC schedule with LSU Alabama behind it, which is pretty good. Just wanted to get that out there. I don't know. The schedule's not out yet, but it seems like that could be a good Saturday in November if everything goes according to plan. All right, uh, let's do schedule for the week. Any other minutia you want to get out there besides VJ, Sergio, 
Do you blowing kisses? No, no. I don't have it. I don't have much. I love just the Hunter Mayhan one when he won at uh, was it Ridgewood twenty fourteen? Yeah. Yep. I his last victory. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is his last hurrah? I remember there was something like icy with like the trophy ceremony and as well. It was like a little awkward. I don't know. That's that's an odd one. I just have bouncing around in my head. Uh, okay, let's do schedule for schedule for the week. We have the PGA Tour Northern Trust. That is like wall to wall. You know, feature groups in the morning. Uh, you know, Golf Channel during Thursday, Friday. CBS. This is the one CBS playoff event. They'll have it on the weekend. Um, we don't yet have featured groups for some reason. Why don't we have featured groups? We usually have this, you know. Early in the week, Monday night, Monday afternoon. They, they will be coming, but spoiler alert, uh, they are based on the FedEx Cup standings, so I can tell you now, barring any late WDs, you will have uh, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Webb Simpson paired together, which speaks to my heart. Uh, Bryson, Sungjae, and Patrick Reed would be four, five, and six in the standings. Uh, Berger, McElroy, and Brendan Todd, which Brendan Todd having to hit drivers Rory. next to McElroy. Yeah, I love fair. it. That's good. It's uh, a good watch. And then... Uh, Rom, Xander, and Lanto. Lanto. So I guess how they're going to crowbar Ricky in? He's 88th. Ricky tour live. I mean, he's you know playing with I don't know somewhere around Tringali, Fleetwood, Jason Kokrak. They're going to have to crowbar Ricky in Ricky tour live some way. Um, well, if he- so why do we have featured groups? They wait. They're waiting for you. Mentioned something about alternates or something. Yeah. Well, you just you wait because there are no alternates. Uh, so you see. If someone had a WD, if you had to fill a field, you know, fill a pairing, if you would, um, that's why. So when are tea times coming out? I think soon. Okay. It's only twelve fifty okay. on Tuesday. All right. So that's the headliner, Northern Trust. That'll be everywhere. Then we have the Women's Open on the LPGA and the RNA. That's the AIG Women's Open at Royal Troon. That's a good coffee golf. Five thirty to eight thirty on Thursday, Friday, nine to noon Saturday, Sunday, and then it's actually going to be on NBC on the weekend, noon to two and finishing up around one on sunday uh did you go to troon did you do the the open there a couple years like I, I did. you did what'd you make of it it was good it was a tough uh a lot of the links courses are tough viewing experiences just because you're kind of off to the side and um i don't remember a ton of the holes i do remember sitting at the postage stamp which was i yeah. mean troon is a true out and back yeah and so to get to the postage stamp was a hike but when we got there, it was worth it. It was great viewing. Okay. Um, there's that great video of Gene Sarazen making an ace there when he's like 70 years old. Yep. Um, yep. Of course, you know, when you have Shane on, it's the sight of Gorse, the horse. Um, but it was a, I do remember uh, some very enjoyable holes at the turn. But yeah, the front nine, it was kind of a little bit of a tough viewing. Um, yep. I don't remember too much, to be honest. Okay. There you go. So that's the women's open. First, uh, First women's major of the year, second major championship of, oh, well, third, I should say. We had senior players last week. So three majors in a row we got coming up, uh, following on Jerry Kelly and Kyle Morikawa, first two of the year. So that's the women's open, coffee golf, uh, satiating your coffee golf needs. On the Corn Ferry Tour, we are going to Columbus. They're not playing, they're not playing college football in Columbus this fall, but there will be Nationwide Children's Hospital Championship, August 20th, 23rd, this Thursday through Sunday at the Scarlet Course. That is also on Golf Channel. Good to have KFT back on TV again. That's uh, 1 to 3 Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday afternoons, you know, finishing around 5 o'clock live. Live KFT golf. Not quite the stakes as in 
past years with no real ability to play your way up. Davis no, Riley has a chance, but other than that, it's slim. I love this event, though. It, remember, it used to be the one that used to invite the Collegian, so you had like Harris English and John yeah. Peterson finishing 1-2 one, one year. John Peterson, uh, on the way back. He says he's going to start playing in spring 2021. He says he's coming back. Really? Yeah. I missed this. Oh, he was tweeting, all caps. You know, he's he's coming. He's coming for the he's coming for his crowd. He beat Patrick Cantlay, if you didn't if you don't remember. Uh, he also almost he almost won a US Open the next year. Olympic, right? I mean, he made a it was a pretty ugly double from what I remember at sixteen that left him two shots back. I mean, he he was in it. Jason Webb, right? That's that's yeah. the one he almost won. Or, Webb, Furick, sure, uh, sure. Graham McDowell's up, up there. Sure. Yeah. My internet's being horrendous, uh, which is adding to my stress because I got to do all the controls and recording. I've given Andy shit for two years now, and now I got to do this myself. It's kind of scary. You, did you push record? Are you I did, but I mean, there are no guarantees. I don't know if I hit record on the right thing. We'll see how this ends up. Uh, so that's your Corn Ferry Tour nationwide in, in Columbus. On the Champions Tour, we have the Charles Schwab Series at the Bass Pro Shops Big Cedar Lodge. Uh, that's a three-day event, Buffalo Ridge. Uh, that'll be Wednesday, 4 to 6, and then Thursday and Friday on tape delay and primetime. So you can watch primetime golf, tape delayed primetime golf from Big Cedar Lodge Champions Tour. Uh, real quick, uh, a few weeks ago, we had to make the 15-hour drive from Jacksonville, Florida to Springfield, Missouri. Uh, and the Springfield Branson area... Why did you area, do that? We had a, a family wedding. Family thing. Um, okay. All right. Outdoors. Outdoor. You know, everyone's safe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. I tested multiple times. I was in the bubble afterwards. Uh, yeah. Multiple negatives. Um, the the Branson Springfield area does seem like just a pleasant. If you just want to get out, turn your phone off, get away for a week. Uh, it definitely seems like a place I want to do that. Oh, how about that? The Branson Tourism Board. The Brett Sergalis. You got a lot of recommendations flying off the... Uh, off the cuff over there. Okay, so that's your chance. I did see Brad Bryant got in the field as an alternate. The BB gun. BB gun junior. Not Bart Bryant, but but the other BB gun. Brad uh, got in as an alternate. Let me give you an interesting Brad Bryant tidbit, if I may. I actually have yeah. tidbits on, on both of the Bryants, Bart and Brad. <laughs> that's why you're here. We're here. We'll start with Bart. Bart's a much shorter one. It's just a little statistical nugget. Bart Bryant won the two, Tour Championship, I believe, in 2003 by six shots. Yeah. Over over Tiger Woods was runner-up. Yeah. Uh, the largest deficit Tiger has ever lost by when he was runner-up. So oh, Bart Bryant handed Tiger the worst defeat of his career. Some say it's Y.A. Yang. Some say it's Bart Bryant. I'll let you decide. Uh, <laughs> Brad, one of my favorite nuggets, um, I did a story in the 1982 Players' Championship, the first one at TPC Sawgrass. Uh, obviously, very tough conditions. Course is still firm, still raw. Uh, Brad Bryant, winless tour veteran, is in contention uh, for runner up. And we're talking, you know, at the time, the biggest person golf, uh, has not made a lot of money. Uh, Ken Venturi on the broadcast keeps harping how like little money he's made, how uh. much money he would win. Um, he says when he gets to 17, he says, there is no tomorrow for him. I think you're looking at a young man who needs some money. So anyway, so he Whoa. hits the tee shot. It's a hard green to hit. It's kind of firm at the time. Um, he says, Brad says that when you see the ball land, you hear a woman scream and it's his wife because uh, he'd locked up the $45,000 second place check, which <laughs> they used to pay the mortgage on their motor home, oh, uh, a holiday rambler that they were touring uh, the tour with. That was their mode of travel. 
Amazing. Brad Bryant, here he is 38 years later playing the Big Cedar Lodge Champions Tour. No, it's good. We're it's postseason, 125 players, great field this week. And we're, you know, I've... doing Bryant, Bryant family trivia. Well, the BB guns. That's why we literally brought you on. You have Brad Bryant and Bart Bryant stories off the top of your head. Uh, okay, so that's your Champions Tour segment for the week. On the Euro Tour, we have the Wales Open. They're back at Celtic Manor. It didn't go anywhere. 2010 course, right back. The Celtic Manor again for the Euro Tour. That's coffee golf, 8.30 to 10 in the mornings. Uh, I think it's on tape delay, actually, in streaming. Do we have a weekend. forecast for Celtic Manor? It gets a little, a little wet this time of year, yeah, apparently. Make, make sure you bring the uh, bring the rain gear. That's not been had holes punched in it by the Captain S, Lisa Pavin. Uh, okay, so that's your schedule for the week. Northern Trust, AIG Women's British Open, KFT Tour, Euro Tour, Champions Tour. Do you have an event of the week? Is it in the... Hey, uh, what's your opinion of the local IQ series that they're doing? The the thing, you know, in like southeastern U.S. to make up for McKenzie Tour and stuff like that. I mean, I think it makes sense, right? I guess. Is, it, is there anyone who doesn't like it? I was I was just at the Women's AM a couple weeks ago and a caddy, not, does, not doesn't like it, caddy who I think would be otherwise eligible or, or tar, you know, playing in something like that was saying like, there's just not a lot of incentive to do it. I guess because you can't go anywhere, because you can't advance, but I mean, it's reps and probably some amount of, amount of cash, right? Some. It's reps, money. I want to say that the top money winner gets some sponsor exemptions. Okay. Gets starts. I okay. should know this. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've got a buddy here in Jacksonville who has Latino America status and he's playing it. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you got to get competitive reps. You can't go a year without playing a tournament. It's events. Yeah. So, okay. Do you have an event of the week then? We've got, run through the schedule. What's your event of the week? I need to mention uh, how important and how much I am looking forward to uh, the Northern Trust. And I am. I Like I said, rock outcroppings. I love rock <laughs> outcroppings. I love long heather grass. I really do. I love that look. Sure. Uh, but... I'm going to go Women's Open Championship. You have to. It's their first major of the year. Uh, okay. I love whenever I see Karen Stupples, uh working with her on PGA Tour Live. Uh-huh. So I would be be remiss oh. not to give it its Name due, dropping but, your, your TV yeah. career here and the, the famous people you you know work well, with. Well, unfortunately, since the pandemic, I've not appeared on PGA Tour Live. Okay. They have to limit the, limit the numbers you know, in the studio for sure. safety reasons. And sure. obviously, you know, I didn't make the cut. Okay. All right, uh, so event of the week. Do you have a one and done pick? Can you uh, for Andy? Maybe you fill in with the Andy. I'm going. I think I'm going to go. I can tell you what he would say. Who? What do you say? Who would he say? He would say Xander, and then he would, for the fifth time this year, and then he'd give you a hard time about the opinion you had several years ago. Um, oh, over overrated. Which, by the way, by the way, Xander, highest ranked player in the FedEx Cup without a victory this season. Oh, interesting. Um, interesting. I'm going to go uh, Abraham Answer. For you, you're taking Abe answer for Andy on behalf of Andy. That, I don't know if he's picked him. No, I, I, I'm allowing it right now. He might have picked him already, but if that's the case, then he gets a, a bagel. I'm going to go the with pride, the pride of Odessa College. I love a guy that played at a junior college. Didn't you go to Oklahoma? Oh, he went to okay. Well, okay. Odessa. Odessa College and then Oklahoma. He was one of those guys who, like, the Oklahoma coach sent his assistant to a JUCO tournament. The assistant was there to recruit someone else. And then Abraham Answer was in the same group as this guy and was, like, flagging it in the midst of, like, just cold, nasty weather. And he's like, yeah, we need this guy. And so he got Amazing. Answer. Wow. Yeah. Abe Answer recruiting stories, too. I'm going to go with Jason Day. 
the the balloon boy with all the balloon talk on Monday, hot air balloon stories and ponderings. Uh, I'm going to go with the uh, the OG balloon boy, Jason Day. Obviously, really informed, seems to have it figured out. You know, on the tour at the PGA uh, course, I think sets up pretty well for him. I will go with Jason Day. All right, real quick because I was I wanted to peruse amateurgolf.com to see if we were missing any amateur events uh-huh. for event of the week. Sure, sure. Uh, have you guys talked much about Tommy Morrison? Yeah. I mean, okay. I, well, I, no, I don't think we've talked much about him, but we're, I'm in the know. His, his teacher is local, Maryland guy, Caves Valley. And yeah, I've, okay. I've become well acquainted with him. Why? What do you want to say about so, it? He's 6'10. Well, he won the Southern Junior. I yeah. mean, he's six foot, he's, he's six foot eight, but he's not like a Chesson Hadley six foot eight. Not no. that Chesson Hadley is six foot eight. I mean, he's six foot eight and like built. And I'm not going to use the linebacker term. I know how that would play here. Oh, no, he's know. like Jonathan Ogden. He's not a linebacker, he's, he's like he's, a left tackle, legit. He's a big I mean, boy. He's 6'8". He's big. Pounds it. So, you know, so he won the Southern Junior. Big win. Uh, going to Texas, I believe. So. Yes. Yeah, he's going to be a Longhorn. So he, How old is he now, though? He's got a couple, a year or two left in high school, right? No? I think he does. Which I mean, he might be 7'5". I don't think he gets out yeah. of school. Uh, <laughs> real quick, amateur golf rundown. Just reading headlines. Uh, Tim Miller won his third Indiana senior at the age of 73. So shout out to him. Whoa. Holy cow. Yeah. 73. <laughs> Okay. Anyways, we should do a, a, an ad read. This 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 episode is brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company. Um, you know, last night it was my daughter's fourth birthday today, and obviously, you got all these obligate. You got to figure out. You got to get did, creative. You can't have did a party. She have the athletic? Can can they <laughs> no. drink athletic? Is it? Okay. Yeah, I guess they could. You know, it's it's troublesome. My middle child likes the taste of beer. He likes the taste of wine. He's five. He likes to taste of coffee. So you can't leave spares. Like you can't leave your can or your wine glass around. He goes for your coffee too. Just like what psychotic kid enjoys the taste of those things? So you gotta leave you can't leave those around. Uh but last so it's my daughter's fourth birthday. So you gotta get creative, you know, decorating the house because you can't have a party. You got so we were up like basically like it was Christmas Eve trying to figure out how to do something special. And, you know, I was stressed about it, annoyed about it. But, you know, I wanted to keep sound mind and body. Knew I was getting up early, go get donuts. So I had athletic. I had the taste. It, it uh, satiated my kind of need for a beer. It's craft brewery, craft NA beer. It's not like this, I won't name names, but, you know, just kind of garbage water in, in a bottle. Um, it's craft beer. You, we are sending you some. Yeah. We're, we're sending you the IPA and I think the Upside Dawn Golden Ale. It's only 50 calories in that, 70 calories in the uh, IPA. So it's it's low-cal. It's all natural ingredients, craft um, NA beer, fully form- fermented, uh, free shipping from athleticbrewing.com is where you can procure this. And it's the discount code we have is Fried Egg Fall 20 which gives you 20% off your entire order. Andy made a big purchase on your behalf. Yesterday and used the code. He got the he got the uh, promo code. He said it was a nice chunk of change. He got taken off. So you have some I coming figured, your way. I figured he had a comp account with them. I don't know if he actually paid for it. Eh, I don't. Th- I think I don't think he wanted to jump through all the hoops of having to send the emails. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've just the hell he had a kid he, coming. He after pulled all. it up. Yeah, he pulled it up and just bought you a bunch of beer. So by the way, a- Andy changing diapers. I feel like is going to be an experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, oh, I do. Have, I have news. I have pertinent information to this ad read. Okay. What uh, is it? As you said, I'm a voracious reader. Yeah. Uh, so I was reading the news last night, and it turns out the Centers for Disease Control, uh, the recommendation used to be no more than two alcoholic drinks a night per for men, one for women. 
Uh, the reasoning being that, you know, studies have shown small amounts of alcohol might help with health of heart, you know, lower blood pressure, that kind of stuff. Well, it turns out some of those studies may have been faulty and the costs of alcohol may outweigh the, or the risks of, of excess alcohol use may outweigh the benefits. So the CDC has reduced the recommended uh, alcoholic intake for, for men at no more than one alcoholic drink per night. Oh, so that's news. Fresh, breaking yeah. news re- relevant to the ad read. You're bringing that. You got Brad Bryant stories. You got up, you know, news on recommended alcohol intake. So, yeah, maybe a good time to, for that athletic to be on the way to, yeah. to the Smarten House. All right. Again, Fried Egg Fall 20 is your discount code for 20% off. The URL is athleticbrewing.com. Okay. Uh, news. Not much. No. J- Justin Thomas and Tiger went to Wingfoot, which, holy cow, I feel like I saw more shots from that than I do on some Sundays on CBS. Like, uh, there's just phones everywhere, ca- cameras everywhere at Wingfoot. A lot of news coverage of JT and TW going to Wingfoot. Any reaction to that? No, makes sense. Uh, you know, I'm sure they were sharing a ride, probably. Yeah. Sharing a plane. Yeah. Uh, quick, quick stop off at... Um, uh, at Wingfoot and then yeah. make your way up to TPC Boston. I, unlike some of your probably future guests here, like let's say Kyle Porter, I've never played Wingfoot, um, so I'm not familiar with it. But I, so I don't have much to add. Yeah. Okay, um, I don't. Okay. I know Tiger missed the cut in 2006. It was his first major uh, since his, his father's passing. So that's yep. understandable. Yep. Of course, won the Open Championship later that year. Yep. Uh, 2004 U.S. Amateur was there. Ryan Moore beat Luke List yep. in the final. Yep. Um, but that's all I got for you. Who was the guy that said? Who won recently that said they played the 04 amateur there and it was like his favorite course? Michael Thompson, I believe. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Which actually, years. more books, by the way, and, and Garrett Morrison, of course, of Fried Egg fame, so related to this podcast. Uh, I guess Dick Shap wrote a book no uh, on the massacre at Wingfoot. Really? The one that, that Hale Irwin won at plus seven. He's been reading it. says it's fantastic. Oh. I tried to find it. The best you can do is like used copies for at a minimum $45 plus shipping. So... Ooh, but apparently, I mean, it's a great read on Wingfoot. Dick Shap, legend, absolute legend. I didn't know he wrote a book on that. I've, I've wanted to read more about that. Obviously, you know, it's before our time, and you hear it's got the catchy name, and so people throw it out there. But I don't know like m- too many specifics, other than obviously it was, you know, very tough. That's a good call. I'll I remember as well. There was a, there's a par three there, and Billy Casper apparently laid up all three rounds short of a yeah. bunker in front of the green and saved par. That's all I got. Yeah. Which hole is it? Uh, maybe 10? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, other news. Rom, John Rom, sounds like he may not play Europe the rest of the year. He's got a couple titles to defend over there. Uh, race to Dubai. I think he won the race to Dubai last year. I he believe. did. Actually, I'm staring at a photo on golfchannel.com of him holding both of those trophies. You know, you get the two, you get the like. Yeah, that's right. The scepter the, or something like the, that. Yeah. And then it looks like a, kind of looks like the Eiffel Tower, yeah. maybe. Yep. Yep. Uh, so it sounds like he may not play on the, in Europe the rest of the year, which is just another sort of byproduct of being in a pandemic. I think the quote was like, if it comes, if he goes to Europe, he goes, if it comes between going to Spain and seeing my family or playing a golf tournament, I'm not playing golf. That's all I can say, which I guess is reasonable. It's understandable. That would be be hard if your family's in another continent while going through all this that that would be difficult yeah so uh that's all i got for news slow right now slow slow week kind of before you know the playoffs really kick kick in so 
This According was according to Ryan Lavender. Bryson has found it. Uh, I'm not sure. I exactly saw that. I, he's, he's talking about, he, you know, this happens every week. He's figured something out. We're finding how shafts work. It was something with direction. I watched his press conference. Oh, I think I figured something out in the golf swing that will hopefully help me hit it a little straighter. It, yeah. Uh, also, Olympia Fields, site of the 2015 U.S. Amateur, won by none other than yeah, yeah. Bryson DeChambeau. He uh, tied the record for fewest holes needed uh, to win the U.S. Amateur. What he, does that he won mean? The f- Across the whole match play portion? or All, all just, six, all six okay. rounds, 103, uh, 103 holes. He beat... Um, I know he beat one kid in an 18-hole match, eight and six. He won the final seven and six. Uh, he beat, I want to say, Maverick McNeely and another current tour player. I mean, none of his matches went past 16. I mean, he just was eviscerating people. Who? Okay. Was that, what, two months after he won the national title to SMU? Or did that come the yeah. following? Okay. That's what I think. About All two right. months. And then, of course, you've had Matthew Wolf, Cameron Champ, uh, Robbie Shelton, guys who've won the college events at Olympia Fields. Okay. Fantastic. All right. I think that does it. Any other All parting right. thoughts? Thank you. Appreciate you jumping in here on a pinch. We'll see if I can actually produce this and cut and edit and publish it. But I appreciate you taking the time. Sure. This is efficient. I hope people aren't upset that it's too short. It's not It's not too short. It's fine. It, our All internets right. are both choppy. It's, it's great. It's a perfect Wednesday episode. We got our one and done picks off. Uh, there's no news. Anything else you want to say about Northern Trust? It's the freaking playoffs. I think that's it. Let's do it. Who's your pick to win the, the FedEx Cup? The whole thing? Uh, I'm going to pick with my heart. I'm going to say Colin Morikawa. Do you think FedEx Cup, if you win the FedEx Cup, it's a... Well, here's a question. What is the most accurate reflection of who had the best season in golf? Is it the Varden? Is it the FedEx Cup? It's not, is it's it, not the Varden. Okay. Okay. Is it score, scoring average? I mean, scoring averages. Varden, right? Well, isn't yes. it the so? I don't know. I, I'm just wondering, like, how do we do that? Player of the year can kind of be a subjective vote based on how the players, you know, a ma- one major, which is four days. What do you think is like the best stat, best title, best accomplishment that reflects who played the best golf, say, of, of an entire season? Do you have something? Is it FedEx Cup? <laughs> And I'm not just saying this because I'm a company man, but I think, you know, the points have been tweaked a lot. The format's been tweaked a lot. I think they've kind of got it dialed in where it's like a good mix mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the full recognizing the whole season while also um, while also kind of rewarding performing in the postseason. Like, you look at the player of the year, you know, 2015, Spieth won both. Yeah. Um, 2016, probably I think DJ was player of the year. Rory won it. DJ had a chance until basically yep. Rory hold that uh, shot for Eagle. And if Rory yep. had lost the playoff, DJ would have won it. 2017, JT wins player of the year and FedEx Cup. Um, 2018, I'm blanking. And then last year, um, help me out here. Uh, Rory, right. Rory yeah. wins both. Yeah. So I think, I, I think it's a good mix. I think you're pretty often, you're going to be close with the guy who, guy winning both or um, I, I know, do, some, some people would have said Brooks should have won player of the year. Perhaps yeah. Rory had the consistency. Brooks had the majors, um, but it's never, it's not that far off. But um, the question was like the full season. I know majors yeah. like, you know, whatever that may be what we remember 10 years from now more. I, I, but if you're measuring golf from start to finish, I, I think it's become a pretty good sort of the most indicative stat or title. 
Um, well, and because you're dealing with really strong fields, and that's the one argument that I always liked that people made. Like, even if you don't like the points and the playoffs and whatever, like, at least you get three really good events with really strong fields all together in a row versus like when the season they used to have the tour championship and then they kind of had some fall events that didn't really offer anything and so nobody played and like i remember going to the disney event and you know you're just kind of yeah a pretty dead atmosphere that kind of stuff so i think it's a good way to keep this one's a little goofy obviously just because you've only had a major this season and you missed like two two months of golf three months of golf so it's a little different but jt is like had the best year and he's number one you know so it's I, I, i don't think it's Colin Morikawa, your lone major champion of 2020. Right, uh, right, right. Is, in, is second. Webb's yeah. had a great year. Yeah, yeah. Okay, doing a little doing a little lifting here for the yeah. Courier Cup here at the end. I, I, it was a question I pondered before we started recording. So, all right, Sean, uh, where can we find your work? PJTour.com. What's, what are you Tour. doing, I should say, I ask more specifically? What, what's up right now? I mean, that's honestly a great question. Um <laughs> Just work on some playoff stuff. Uh, getting ready for the yeah, we got the playoffs, and we got a U.S. Open two weeks later. What do you have um, up there though that we can read at the moment? Uh, right now is my, which always surprises me how much traffic it does. People seem to like it, but uh, one hundred twenty-five animal content. What is it? What's no, the traffic that's no. bringing animals? Investigator photos uh, from the I, season. I just I'm a wordsmith. I just work okay. on the written word. Right. But one hundred twenty-five one-liner, so one-liner on every player in the playoffs. Um, oh. I'll, yeah. I'll have to check that out. We should do a shotgun start edition. It might be not be as benevolent, but I will have. That's a good idea. Maybe we'll do a nickname for all one twenty-five. We can come up with a nickname list. Uh, okay, we'll read that. That's a good. That sounds like a. That does sound like a traffic monster. Nice digestible people, breakdown. I'm always shocked that. Yeah, I'm always shocked, but people seem to enjoy it. Okay, good. All right, go read that. Thank you to Sean for taking the time to jump on as a guest host. Best of uh, luck to Andy and Mrs. Fried Egg, and we will be checking in with them hopefully sometime later today. Thanks again, Sean. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks. 